The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. With our Bibles open today to 1 Corinthians chapter number 11, we'll pick up our reading with verse number 27 as we continue our study concerning the Lord's table, one of the ordinances of the church being discussed by Paul here to the Corinthians after a word of prayer. Father, I come now in Jesus' name and I ask for your grace and power to do the preaching today that you would preach through me and use me to glorify yourself, to honor your own name. Lord, take the scriptures. Please penetrate our hearts. Please guide our steps, strengthen our homes, our churches. Encourage Christians to stand boldly for you in these days. Lord, thank you for first loving me, that I can now love you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 27, Paul says, Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. Here are very serious words indeed. And we're dealing with the manner of the members and how they receive the Lord's Supper. Number one, it is to be taken with reverence. The word unworthily here deals with receiving the bread and cup in a worthy manner. It deals with remembering the body and blood of Christ in a worthy manner. It's not me or you who is worthy, but it is our manner, the manner of receiving and partaking the Lord's table, that is to be done in a worthy way, with reverence for the Lord, with remembrance for His cross, the broken body, the shed 
blood. But verse 28, the Lord's Supper is to be taken with review. But let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. There is to be the participation of each member, yes. But let there be first the examination of each member. Examine yourself. See if there is unconfessed sin in your life and confess it before God as you remember his broken body and his shed blood. And so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. Take the Lord's Supper with reverence, verse 27, with review, verse 28, with recognition, verses 29 through 32, recognition for the Lord's body, verses 29 and 30. First of all, to avoid condemnation, verse 29, for he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. You bring condemnation, you bring judgment, maybe even physical sickness or weakness or death upon your life. Recognition for the Lord's body, to avoid condemnation, but to avoid correction. Verse 30, For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. There God corrects them because of the condemnation, the damnation, the judgment they have brought upon their own life. Recognition for the Lord's body turns into a recognition for the Lord's boldness. Verse 31 and 32. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. The boldness of our God to judge the saint. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord. That we should not be condemned with the world. The Lord judges the saint, he chastens them. But the Lord judges the sinner to be condemned with the world. Oh, I don't want to be judged with them. Let me be judged of him, judged by him. And oh, that I would judge myself, that I should not be judged. Let the Lord's Supper also be taken with respect. Verse 33 and the first part of verse 34. There is respect when it comes to waiting. Wherefore, my brethren, when ye come together to eat, tarry one for another. Evidently, they had taken the Lord's Supper, included it in a love feast, and now they had a feast of charity, and they were bringing portions here and bringing portions there and dividing themselves up, and some had nothing to eat, and some had plenty to eat. And Paul said, wait, have respect, tarry one for another, and then respect when it comes to worship. Verse 34, and if any man hunger, let him eat at home, that ye come not together unto condemnation. Have respect for the house of God, for the Lord's table, for the worship, the public worship of the saints within the assembly. Proper authority in the church. The ordinance of headship descending from God the Father to Christ Jesus the Son 
to the man, to the woman. Proper authority should be followed with proper acknowledgement. Again, I think it looks back the covering. Long hair on women, short hair on men, filling their roles, taking their place, accepting God's order, and things are right when there is acknowledgement in the church opposed to despising the church of God. And then there will be and should be proper arrangement in the church. Notice the last sentence of chapter number 11. Paul says, And the rest will I set in order when I come. He said, I will arrange. I will institute and prescribe. I will appoint, command, give, set in order, ordain. I will establish you. I will set it all in order. There ought to be a decent order within the church. Again, we believe in the local church to be autonomous, not under any sort of hierarchy. And so that order is to be under the headship of Christ and the leadership of the pastor as he follows the scriptures, even as they are written. And so we leave now this first section in chapter 11. And let me briefly introduce the next section in chapter number 12, down through verse 15. We have already studied now the order of God in the church. Proper authority leads to proper acknowledgement, leads to proper arrangement. There ought to be an order. But once there is order, then there is to be the operation of God in the church. Chapters 12 through 15. Chapters 12, 13, and 14, I see the operation of God in the church in the area of gifts. Again, the early period of the church, sign gifts are in operation, and I believe we can call chapter 12 the early way. I believe we can call chapter 13 the excellent way. And then we can call chapter 14 the expedient way. He gives three main exhortations right at the beginning of the chapter. He says, follow charity, desire spiritual gifts, but desire the more to prophesy. What's expedient? It wasn't tongues. It was to prophesy. Here is the gift emphasized by the apostle, even though the Corinthian church was emphasizing and abusing through their misuse and disorder that gift of tongues. And so the Lord willing, we'll begin looking at that our next time together. So until then, brethren, let me say, keep a bent knee, a sharp sword, and an eye on the sky. That's not original to me, but I like the way it sounds. A bent knee, a sharp sword, 
and an eye on the sky. Surely our Lord cometh, and that quickly. To God be the glory. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly, it is written. God's word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748. Or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com. And finally, brethren, pray for us.